0: You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi.
1: And welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Heard exclusively here on Internet radio station OCTalkRadio.net. We are broadcasting live from their state-of-the-art studios here in Costa Mesa in the Tech Space facilities. If you're listening to this show in the future as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. This show is brought to you by our commercial sponsors, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, Smart Business Magazine, and SmartStop Self Storage. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better and more informed decisions. If you'd like to join the conversation, because today you're listening to the show live then find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log in with your Twitter handle. This will bring you to our engineer, Paul Roberts. He'll bring your thoughts and ideas to my attention. And hopefully, I can work them into the interview that I have planned today. Our guest today is Harry Demon, And Harry, we're going to take a short commercial break. But I first want to say hi and welcome for being on the radio program.
2: Thank you, Rick. Thank you for having us on the radio. It's an honor to be here with you and your listeners.
1: I'm very excited because, ladies and gentlemen, Harry is the CEO of 88 Spirits Corporation. And I've asked him to be on the program because many of you entrepreneurs that I've talked to feel like you compete against much larger firms. And that's certainly the case for 88 Spirits Corporation as they create tequila with a rich agave flavor and a captivating aroma. They're providing an ultimate premium tequila that values the truest traditions of its craftsmanship and heritage. But as we know, in their space, there are some very large competitors. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the interview, so you stay tuned because you can learn, hopefully, from Harry and his team's experience. But we're going to take a short commercial timeout. We'll be back in 60 seconds for the interview, so stay tuned.
0: Got stuff to the
2: right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I Smart Stopped It took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the seat. With Smart Stop, I leave the stress at the door, because it's the smarter way to store. Smart Stop bucks
3: the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello
0: floors. Smart Stop, the smarter way to store.
1: Okay, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. As I said, I'm your host, Rick Franzi. And for those of you that listen to our show as podcast and download the program from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcasting services, we'd just like to say thank you. Over the past 30 days, you've downloaded over 10,000 copies of our shows. And we really appreciate your continued support. As promised, Harry Demon is our guest. He is CEO of 88 Spirits Corporation. Harry... Tell the audience a little bit about your professional background, kind of what we say here on the radio program, your path to 88 Spirits Corporation.
2: Thank you, Rick. Thank you again for having us here. It's an honor. A little bit about my background. I was born and raised in a very small village in the north India, sharing a room with six brothers and sister, reading with candlelights, walking to the school, helping my parents was part of my daily life. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I left hometown at a very early age to complete my hiring, uh, higher uh, education. Sure. Uh, after traveling to dozens of countries, of course, working for a British company, I landed in USA in 1985 in city of Pasadena.
1: Okay. What was the inspiration for starting your corporation, your company now? What was the reason that you're sitting here today, the head of a spirits company?
2: The... Um, the main reason was, you know, the experience over the year going through the a chain of success, working for a large company for fifteen years, right here in Southern California.
1: Was it in the spirits industry?
2: Uh, no, it was okay. a petroleum industry.
1: Okay,
2: and that, thats not at
1: all close. <laughs> not
2: not no, close I at think. all. No, no. That uh, not close at all. That that uh, encouraged me to take a chance to live an American dream and create something of my own.
1: And how did you pick tequila?
2: I've been in business for last many years in many other businesses, small businesses. Uh, tequila, the reason we pick up tequila, over the years, back in probably, I would say, 1988, my wife, Jasmine, and I, we start traveling in Mexico. Okay. Uh, we travel in Mexico for over, gosh, years and years um, from the border all the way to Chiapa and everything and anything in between, and literally fall in love with the culture, uh, of course, the food. Yes, And, of course, those little small towns that you go to, you fall in love with that. Right. And uh, then finally fall in love with their native drink, tequila.
1: Right. Have you ever been to Guadalajara?
2: Yes, I've been there hundreds of times. For
1: me, it's my favorite area for the food. As a matter of fact, I was in Tucson just a month ago, and there was a restaurant that the hotel suggested we go to by the name of Guadalajara, and it got my hopes up. And sure enough, when I went there, it was authentic food from Guadalajara, which is really hard to find, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's unfortunate there's not more authentic Mexican food in the States as you can find when you go into the country. And you really, and so it's nothing better than to have a spicy Mexican dinner and have a couple uh, shots of tequila to go along with that. I'm not sure if you and Jasmine did that while you were in the country, but maybe you did. Of course we did.
2: Need- <laughs> <laughs> of course okay. we did. That's, there we all, go. <laughs> uh, uh, that's all we got in, in, in love with tequila. I tried everything and everything, it being the uh, lower brand to the high brand and every single thing. That's how we fall in love with tequila.
1: Okay, so now let's talk about the company. Uh, what is different about your brands of tequila? What, what was your, what are you going for? Where do you position it in the market? And what makes your firm different from other brands of tequila in the marketplace?
2: Thank you. The Eddie tequila is an ultra-premium tequila. Okay. And it's uh, made out of, made from 100% blue agave, which is the most expensive uh, agave plant up in Mexico. Okay. And it's uh, bottled in a semi-crystal flint-three quality glass and wow. a hand-blown bottle, which is made in Mexico City and has an Italian natural compressed cork. Okay. And, of course, it's a personalized recipe, private blend. It took us around three years to come up with the brand and the recipe to bring it out in the, in the market.
1: So was there a lot of sampling and taste testing going on until you hit on the recipe that you really thought was the recipe that you were going for? Yes, exactly right. Okay, if you ever have that project for the next brand, Paul, my engineer, and myself, would like to volunteer here today. I'm we in. Want, we I'm want to in. be first in line for that job. I'm in.
2: <laughs> Deal. As soon as I'm ready to bring in another brand, we'll partner with you, you.
0: Bring it right here in Costa Mesa, and we'll we'll do the taste test. But I want to make sure it takes all day, because
1: I want to make sure we really get a good <laughs> right. taste of all this. Right. Uh, you know, one of our friends who, uh, who is of Mexican descent taught us that when we do shots of tequila, to also do uh, chasers of Clamato, which is a wonderful way uh, to to complement the, the tequila. It is a smooth finish to tequila, and so I'm not sure that you need a chaser with the tequila that you... Uh, you're drinking. Present, te- you're drinking cheap stuff. This well, is no, the good stuff. No, I'm just saying. It's you know, <laughs> look. You let them on the let them on the mic once. You on can't the- shut the mic off <laughs> over there. <laughs>
2: you know, with the uh, with the 88 premium tequila, you do not need a chaser. It's a sipping See, tequila. And I would like to invite you guys to come out and try some at our facility.
1: Okay, so let let's talk about you as an entrepreneur and people that are listening to our show today, Harry, and in the future off of iTunes or other podcasting services, understand what we say when we say, what's your guiding principle? Of, of all the things you could, you've learned in your business career, what is it that's most important for you, kind of your overarching belief as you're leading and growing your current firm?
2: There are several lessons that we learned over the year. And of course, along the way, learning lessons, you make mistakes. And some of the things that I believe strongly in that continue to do every single day is number one, you are the only person that know your brand. you are the spokesperson for your brand and you got to present yourself you're the only one know the best, so you got to be a big spokesperson for your own brand. Get involved with the community in the areas that you're involved in, in the areas that you do business in. Mm-hmm. We do business in seven states, and we are a member of Chamber of Commerce and uh, many other networking organizations. The other thing that I will strongly recommend, it's not only becoming a member of the Chamber, Chamber of Commerce will do it, but you've got to get involved in networking with a business organization. Wherever you become a member, you've got to get involved with networking, yes. whether it's your own industry or it's any industry. The last thing that I, I I would strongly recommend to anybody that building uh, looking to start a business that stay on course, no matter what happens, always move forward and never look back.
1: Right, because there are many challenges to an entrepreneurial firm, especially in the early days. But the bad news or good news is those challenges show up later in all the life of the business. You there's constantly challenges. We're going to talk about those a little bit later in the interview. But it's really important, and when I consult and coach with CEOs and entrepreneurs, I tell them, you've got. sometimes life will test you right when you're about to make a breakthrough. It'll give you one of the bigger challenges to see if you're really serious and if you're going to persevere or not. And And sometimes entrepreneurs don't push through that pain. They give up. But to be successful, you've got to find a way to get around that obstacle, don't you?
2: Yes, you're exactly right. That is true.
1: We're going to take our second commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Harry Demon is our guest. He is CEO of 88 Spirits Corporation. And when we come back, Harry, I'm going to ask you to share with our audience what it's like in your market space to compete with the giants in your industry. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds with that answer from Harry and other questions I have planned for him on Critical Mass, the radio show. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. We interview in our weekly series business owners and executives in Southern California on our critical mass radio show. We just launched our newest show, the Critical Mass Manufacturing Show, which we're going to air twice a month. And then once a month, it's usually the last show that we air each month, is our Critical Mass Nonprofit Show, where we feature two nonprofit organizations that are serving the needs of our community here in Orange County, California. If you, as a listener of our our show, know of any nonprofits, manufacturing companies, or entrepreneurs and CEOs who would make an interesting guest on the radio show, please reach out to us. Find our contact page on our Critical Mass for Business website. Reach out to us. Send us a message. We will be happy to follow up. All right, let's return to our featured guest today, Harry Demon, who is the CEO of 88 Spirits Corporation. Before the break, Harry, I said I was going to ask you, and this is a question that's transferable for other entrepreneurs and business owners. We all have larger competitors. What are you doing And to be successful in a market space that has some very large brands with brand awareness. What are you doing to create your space for your brand in that market space?
2: Thank you, Rick. The, the competition in life is a very strange thing. It's in everyday life, whether you go to school, you, whatever you do in your life, life is, itself is a competition. Every brand that ever been developed, they develop based on a certain segment of consumers. All these other brand, they're doing very good. Whatever they do, they do very good. Our niche of the te- 88 tequila, beyond the brand, we are the importers, we are the distributors. It, it's a specific niche market that appreciates and recognizes the boutique type of authenticity of the tequila that we make. Our tequila is is uh, aged a lot more than any other tequila that in the industry, and it's uh, made literally hand-blown bottles hand bottles hand labels it's a very specific quality that we brought into the market and we also we make sure that our sophisticated line of tequilas represent mexico's tradition in every single drop and that's what we brought to the market and our growth is coming from group of consumers those who appreciate the boutique type of quality and classic product and i have my daughter here manjeet uh she is she runs the marketing department and uh is that right? Do you want to add anything else to it? No,
5: definitely. I think we created sort of a niche for ourselves okay. where we we go in and we educate people on tequila, how to drink tequila, how to appreciate tequila. As you did
1: with me earlier saying yeah. we don't need a chaser. Exactly,
5: exactly, okay, that's great. exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. We teach people to realize that tequila's not just for shots and Partying, You know, it's also for enjoying and sipping and things like that.
1: Right. So you've positioned your brand in the top part of the pyramid for those people who are connoisseurs or who are learning to appreciate fine tequila, correct? Correct. Okay. So how do you... You said you're in seven states earlier. What is your go-to-market strategy? How, how do you get your product in the hands of the consumers?
5: Our strategy is basically to... Be out there talking to people, educating people, showing them the product, letting them try the product so right. that they can see what the difference and is. And
1: that's how I met you. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, at, at a, Taste at testing. Event, right. Yeah. For, a, for a high-end publication here in Southern California. Yeah. And you were there having free samples, which were exactly. outstanding.
2: And we do that yeah. a lot. You do. And, and And here's the other thing. Our business is a family-owned business. Is primarily ran by my daughter and myself, my wife, and uh, it's a family-owned. We are there every single day. We are talking about it. We stand behind the b- brand, and that's what we do for a living. And here is the, the other thing. In the f- first year of bringing the brand into the marketing, we won several awards. We wow. won the San Francisco International Spirit Competition Award. We won Best of the Best 2012 among 247 labels by tequila.net that wow. was in November 2012 and several other organizations that adore agave spirits uh-huh. they wrote reviews that are posted on our website posted on our facebook and it's in in, in dozens i don't even uh, have the count how many people review our tequila you know right. so
1: so that really helps with your brand positioning to have have won those competitions against other peers in your industry that begin to give you the momentum i would think in your marketing and your sales presentation for why people should be carrying your brand as well exactly. I ha- you were saying off off mic during the break that the tequila spirits market has grown significantly here in the u.s. would you share those those numbers with our audience about what's happened to the tequila sales in the u.s.
2: yes uh, in uh, within the last ten years in two thousand two uh, tequila was sold around 7 million cases in the U.S. market. And in 2012, was 12 million cases of tequila was sold in the U.S. market. And out of those 12 millions, a majority of the increase came out of premium brands. That was around 80% growth in the premium brands alone over the last 10 years.
1: Wow. Wine has been known for having boutique wineries and really creating that small brand that is has quite a differentiation beer is taking that on now too i've seen a lot of microbreweries you go to san diego north san diego county oh, there's, there's so many of them yeah. and it it's really interesting how entrepreneurs can break into the market again they're they're facing very large competition and now it sounds like in the spirits area especially tequila with the growth and popularity there's more space to fit in these brands that have niches and people that will attract to it. I see that we have a message that came through Twitter. Uh, would you like to address it as the marketing executive, please? <laughs> yes,
5: definitely. Um, the question is, what is the difference between añejo and reposado tequilas? So um, the difference is reposado, which means rested, is actually aged for. To, our reposado, sorry, is aged for 12 months okay. in bourbon oak American barrels. And then Añejo is aged for 24 months in Bourbon Oak American Barrels. Okay. So it's the Añejo is aged a lot more. It's got a smoother profile to it. It's got a lot more flavor to it as well. Wow. Whereas the Reposado, you get that flavor, but it's not... It's, it doesn't shine through as much as it does in the Añejo. Okay. And you still get smoothness to it. So, just different people like different things. Some people like more flavor. Some people like more agave. You know, so it just depends
2: on what you like to drink.
1: Okay. Yeah. Did you want to add anything to uh, that? Y- yes. Thank you.
2: The requirement by the Mexican government, CRT, the agency that regulates tequila in Mexico, the requirement is to call it a reposado. You have to have your tequila stored in any kind of barrels at least for 60 days. Then you can call it Reposado. But the Anejo you have to store for 12 months. Any kind of barrel of your choice, of your recipe, whatever that you want to do. Minimum of 12 months. Then you can call it Anejo. 88 tequila Reposado is stored between 11 to 12 months. Anejo is stored between 22 to 24 months in Bourbon Oak Barrel.
1: So, So when you launched the business, you had a gestation period then from when you made your investments to create your capacity and your quantities before you could actually take it to the market, if I understand correctly, right? You had 12 to 24 months before you could launch your products.
2: It took around over three years to put it all together. The bottle I designed myself and uh, all the registration of the brand, getting the recipes approval by the Mexican government, labels approval in the U.S. uh, uh, government. It it, it took around three and a half years before we could bring the product actually into U.S. market.
1: Wow, that's a long time. And again, another lesson for entrepreneurs out there. wish we had the gong sounding there, engineers, someday. I love these teachable moments. But sometimes you have to really plan for a long gestation period before you bring the product before you envision the product and you actually see revenue coming back off of the expenses that you made, because you had, I'm sure, significant expenses in three and a half years before you could actually ring the cash register and start selling product and realizing the revenue for it, didn't you?
2: Uh, You you are exactly right. It was a large investment that we decided to make, and uh, we know that uh, for sure we are putting every hard work into it. It will pay off in the long term.
1: Right. So let's talk about challenges. We kind of just covered one in the startup phase of your company. But what's a current challenge that you're facing, and what are you doing about it?
2: Here's the current challenge. I'm going to be very honest with you, you and with your listeners. Thank you. Okay, the current honest challenge. Our growth has been more than we expected in the last 18 to 20 months we've been out in the market. And right now we're serving in seven states. A couple of days we sign up with the company, to cover 27 states with a large national chain. Wow. We are in India, and we are in Canada, and uh, we have another five countries to go within the next three weeks. And uh, the challenge is the uh, the capital that to need to right. continue to feed your growth. And that is a challenge. But we are like I said uh, earlier, don't look back. Keep on moving forward. Right. So we are in a conversation with our financial institutions and the banks and stuff to help us to fund all these projects so we can go and continue to meet our challenges with the growth. Okay. And we are already, I know we have secured five countries already, including US. And I have only 191 more countries to go.
1: (laughs) They've conquered the world in the name of premium tequila. Our engineer would like to ask a question or make a comment.
0: I just have to ask, what kind of market is there for a Mexican product like tequila in India?
2: India is known for scotch over the years. Yes, you know exactly. it was ruled by British for a long time, and when the British people left, they left some scotch behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a, that's a typical drink in India. But tequila over the years have taken uh, taken a big role. A couple of other brands that have done very well over the last two three years. So we decided to make a big deal. So we signed a contract with a large importer and distributor. It's a 10-year contract. They're right in the capital city. So it's growing really big. And as of right now we speak, 88 tequila is available in India everywhere.
1: I I would like to, you know, as you're talking about your growth, I'm thinking, okay, but you've got a 12- to 24-month manufacturing process. That sounds wrong. But you you have a time from when you can... When you, when you start the crop until you can actually bring the product to market, how do you do that when you're planning your growth? Because isn't that somewhat of a limiting... I mean, how do you plan how much volume you need of tequila to, to be able to allow your company to grow at the rate that it's growing at?
2: You be know, we, we do have... Uh certain amount of product sitting up there in the barrel that we just need to go and start the distillation process and bottling it. The expenses along the way comes, you know, you got to make the bottles, you know, you got to pay the taxes on it and all that stuff, you know. So every time we bring in, we bring in at least a one or two containers at a time. That is around 18 to 20,000 liters of alcohol.
1: Is that, so are you bringing in in bulk to the country then and you're Putting it into the bottles and packaging here in the states. Oh, no, no. Now, the it's bo- all done for it's you done in, in Mexico. But, so it comes in in bottles here, it, 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 ready to be shipped to your customers.
2: Yes, okay. the the hundred percent blue agave tequila cannot be bottled anywhere outside. Really, Mexico. Even in Mexico, there's only five uh, state of Jalisco uh-huh. and four other counties around there. They can uh, make the hundred percent blue agave tequila. You oh. cannot bring it in bulk at all. It had to be bottled, sealed, labeled, and everything in Mexico before you can bring. There's a million anywhere.
1: details to this, aren't there? Yes, okay. there. I mean, yeah. you, I mean and, and not only is it distance, but it's a different country with different. I mean, you have to learn how to successfully maneuver their bureaucracy. Not only the countries that you sell into, but the where you source them from. Congratulations on figuring that all out successfully. I guess.
2: Uh, 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 thank you very much. I'm the first Indian who ever made tequila in Mexico and taking it internationally. <laughs>
1: see that Uh, we can all learn from one another ladies and gentlemen we're going to take our third and final commercial break here on critical mass radio show when we come back we're going to look to the future i'm going to ask harry to talk about the current state of the tequila industry and what's the opportunity for growth for his firm and we've talked a little bit about it but we're going to get a little bit more into it i'm excited for the future to see what he's going to say so ladies and gentlemen don't go anywhere we'll be back in less than 60 seconds here on critical mass radio show
3: My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank relationship officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a smaller, medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch, too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest.
1: And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our show. We deliver over 20,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions a month. To learn more, contact our advertising department at 949-887-4104. All right, our featured guest today is Harry Demon. He is CEO of 88 Spirits Corporation. We're talking about the tequila brands that he has developed, and he's marketing here in the U.S. and uh, moving into other... states and countries. I want to talk to you, Harry, about the future. Where do you see, what's your vision for where you're taking this family business? What's the opportunity for your firm in this space? What we, We're going to have you back on in the future. What are we going to be talking about relative to your corporation in a year or two?
2: As I said earlier, the tequila has grown over the last 10 years, double, triple digit numbers from 7 million cases to 12 million just in U.S. alone. Tequila have grown really big in the Southeast Asia. Who will ever think that German will be the third largest consumer in tequila around the globe? They consume a lot of tequila. So it had taken all over the place really big. Our plan is right now we are in U.S. So by the end of the year, we will be in around 32 states. And uh, uh, I'm hoping and our plan is to get into at least on 10 or 12 different countries. We got a big negotiation going on in some of the largest countries around the globe. Here, you know, in the Southeast Asia, I rather not say the names right now, right. but we're we're working on it. I believe that we should have by the end of the year, from five countries, we will jump over to around ten or eleven different countries. And like I said earlier, there's 196 countries. We have only 186 more to go. That's right. our plan.
1: Okay, uh, that's exciting. Uh, Talk to us, talk to the audience about the different tequilas that you bring to market and are you planning to introduce, are there any other variants or options or other brands, not brands, but styles that you're thinking about bringing to the market? What is it from a, let's, let's call it a product, I don't mean to be so crass, but it is a product, from a product positioning, what are you currently offering and what are you planning to bring to the market?
2: Right now we have in the market 88 Blanco. Idiot Repasado and Idiot Onejo. And we are in a process of making extra Anejo. Okay. Extra Anejo, which is around five years aged in barrels. Wow. And then it will be a different bottle, which will be a crystal bottle. And uh I'm hoping if everything goes fine with the permitting process, licensing, all that we should be have that in the market early next year. Okay. So that's the current plan. And down the line, yes, we will add more product, but right now uh, we have main focusing on the extra neho because extra neho does very well and i know uh, we have it in barrel for a long time right and a great looking bottle that we haven't even announced yet so it will do really well so i'm looking forward to seeing that probably early next year
1: Harry, you kind of announced it here on the radio program. I hate to tell you, there there are people listening, and they will find out. <laughs> so sorry about that, but thank you for. Hey, we broke news here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Fan. Fantastic! I love that. Other question from supplying: How do you? How difficult is it? How competitive is it in Mexico to be able to set up the kind of relationship that you had to have? to serve the business, to get it off the ground, and now to allow you to scale in the volumes that you expect. I mean, how does, you know, this is a crop that you're growing, right? I mean, this is, th- th- there's a there's only a certain capacity that some of the f- farmers are, you know, I'm showing my ignorance here, but how hard is it for you to secure your stable supply from the producers in Mexico?
2: We, we are not directly involved in securing the crops, so we buy uh, agave juice. 100% blue agave juice, that's what we buy. So we are not typically uh, directly involved in the uh, plantation of it or we don't have the fields there. We literally we just buy the ready-made uh, agave cut and all that, then we uh, take it from there and run through the process.
1: Okay. I see that we have a question coming from our audience. Would one of you like to address it?
2: Uh, yes. The question is, is mezcal, is tequila? Uh, no, it's not. Mezcal okay. is is from state of Oaxaca and it's uh, definitely is there's 136 type of tequila, uh, agave plants it's wow. one of the agave plants that mezcal is made from okay and uh, mezcal is made through a different different process the agave is cooked underground so it always have that earthy kind of a taste to it. Right. So it's a completely a different process. As of a, as of a matter of fact, uh, I have that we brought in some mezcal that is owned by another company that we will start distributing through our channels. Right. You know. So it's called. Uh, uh, Saca Cuento. Saca Cuento. That's the name of that mezcal. But absolutely. A uh, tequila and mezcal—they are two different products, two different processes. And yeah. that is
1: another opportunity, isn't it? As you set up your distribution channel, you have the relationships. There is possibility of bringing other products into that channel to help people get contact through the relationships that you've built. Too, I don't know if that's a part of your strategy for the future, but it makes sense to me that once you set up these international relationships, it, it would make sense that you could offer other products. Through Absolutely,
2: that yes, we will.
1: Okay. Well, then we're going to talk about that when you come back here on the radio program. Okay, so there's people out there, they're celebrating, they're thinking, this is great, i got to taste this. How do they find you online, first of all? What's your website?
2: Uh, uh, you can find us online. Our website is uh, tequila88tequila.com.
1: 88tequila.com. 88tequila.com. Uh, Facebook
2: 88tequila. Uh, Twitter 4tequila and number 4 tequila eighty eight instagram for tequila 88 and of course you can uh, call our office 909-786-1071
1: okay so we're broadcasting internationally because you're on an internet radio station but we have a heavy concentration of southern california listeners if people in southern california were interested in actually buying some tasting your brand where in the local community could they go to taste 88 tequila
5: they um well there's several different options you can go on our website put in your zip code and information you can find oh. most of the locations closest to you that's, that's one nice. way that's to do great. it yeah. you can definitely keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook because we post up anytime we do any tasting events okay and then also you can order from the comfort of your own home so <laughs>
2: <laughs> nothing better nice. than someone bringing tequila <laughs> to your
5: door nice. so you can order online actually at Pacific online Onlinespirits.com, and then type in 88 Tequila and you'll see all our
2: tequilas up there.
1: Perfect. And before we end up, how did you come up with the name
2: 88 Tequila? <laughs> very interesting. Sorry. I knew you are going to ask me that question. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's There's many reasons to it. Number 188 is a very lucky number in different cultures in Southeast Asia. Oh, really? Yes, it is. Okay. If you look, the sideways, the eighty eight becomes a double infinity right, but the major reason it's a love story that started back in nineteen seventy eight uh, I was traveling from London to Singapore, and I met this young, gorgeous lady and asked her out for a date. She went out with me a date i took that was my hot, first hot date. I took her to a restaurant in Singapore called eighty eight seafood Wow went back to England, four years later flew back, I said I would like to marry you we married in 1982 have two beautiful kids and we've been married for 31 years and we know each other for 35 years so 88 is all comes from her, that changed my life
1: wow that's fantastic, I'm glad what a great way to end the interview this has been a kick in the pants I wish you nothing but greatest success and continued success with your brand it's wonderful, thank you for being gracious enough to come in and and sharing with us your story and I wish to have you back on the show in the future so thank you very much for being a friend of the program welcome to the critical mass business community I'd like to thank our engineer today Paul Roberts our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltis our producer is Rachel Franzi, and our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard until the next time we have a chance to talk this is your host Rick Franzi, saying I hope all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction
0: You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show right here on octalkradio.net.